We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TV TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's November 28th, it is 2023. We have eight NBA games to talk about here on today's podcast, joined today by my good buddy, Keith Eiser, Eyes819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much, man. Uh, just enjoying, well, I would say enjoying is not the right adjective there. Um, this, this Chicago Bears football game. Minnesota like nobody can score a touchdown another bad primetime game um so was watching that before we jumped on here happy to uh switch switch gears and uh, head over to the NBA now because Monday night football is ugly tonight I I told Keith when we we got on here I was like you're welcome for me saving you um <laughs> from being watching this football game because we all know Keith's a Chicago Bears fan I, I saved him um so that game is awful um Man, we've had some stinkers this year on like primetime games, and it's just like, all right, well, move on. So we do have uh, we do have some fun here. We got eight games for the NBA. This is the last day of the in season tournament. We're going to be talking about that as we're breaking down 
some of these games, um, some of the, you know, like Group A, all good and good. Like, it's done. The Indiana Pacers on the eastern side, the Pacers went 4-0. They're in. Um, 4-0 was an automatic bid in this round. So the Lakers, the Pacers, um, if the Kings win, they're automatically in. And if the Bucks win, they're automatically in. But there's a lot that we're watching here um, with the wild card spot as well. Because I think really both wild card spots are up for grabs. So um, something to kind of note, you know, Phoenix is in a fantastic spot on the Western side or the Western conference. As far as like the wild card spot, they have a plus 34 differential. Um, so they're sitting really, really pretty, but I mean, it's really close with how like the Rockets could potentially overtake the Pelicans and Kings could overtake. And yeah, there's a lot of scenarios, but I, I think the Western conference, a lot has to happen for Phoenix, not to get the wild card spot. Um, where on the Eastern side, there's like four or five teams potentially available to get the wild card spot. So we'll be watching that. Uh, my magic are in a good spot, Keith. I'm actually a little excited. Um, this young team looks fantastic. They're playing great defense. This would be a huge boost for this team. Um, they're playing great right now. So we'll talk about it as we're going. But some of these games don't matter in the in the tournament. But some of these games, they do. And it's like we're going to – I think we're going to see like play playoff atmosphere type of games in some of these games, which, I mean, we have to factor that into how we're approaching these games. And I think it just makes the slate even more fun. Yeah, you make some great points there because I wasn't super excited about this slate when we first jumped on and then we started talking a little in-season tournament and it, it made more sense. Um, I was not a fan of the slate. I think every game on the slate almost, except maybe the last one, has game environment concerns, either slow-paced teams or good defensive teams. So I, I was struggling a little bit to find anything I liked, but uh, you made some great points there about the in-season tournament. Uh, that does spice up the slate a little bit. Well, it's like the, the Warriors, like um, if they – if they beat the Kings and they beat them by enough, they could potentially jump Sacramento and Minnesota, win the Group C on the Western Conference. And, like, it just – I mean, like, how do you not get Steph Curry playoff Steph Curry? I mean, that like that's just one example, I feel like. Like, teams are aware. They know the situations. They have analytic people. They know what they need in this game. And they know that, like, the Warriors are, like – all right, well, the Kings have a plus 24 differential on us. Well, how do we knock down that differential? Well, we first, we beat them. And second, we try to beat them by a lot. So um, just uh, just makes it more interesting. Um, there's a little bit of injury news that we'll be watching throughout the day, and we'll talk about that as we're going here. So let's uh, let's jump in, have some fun with this one. We get started with Chicago at Boston. This game has a 217 total. Boston is a 12.5-point favorite. Caruso and Levine questionable for Chicago. Drew questionable for Boston. Porzingis already ruled out for this game. So this is a Group C game. Boston wins this game. They have to win this game by 23 um, to jump Orlando because Orlando beat them the other night. So it ruined Boston's differential a little bit. So they got to win this game by 23 to jump the Magic. So it's worth noting. Um, and then they need to win this game by 19 if they want to have a wild card shot on the Knicks, depending on what the Knicks do. That's just like a standard thing. So let's start here with Chicago. Levine being questionable and Caruso being questionable. Role players, big time minutes for a guy like Zach Levine. He would matter if he sits. Uh, what do you like here for the Bulls? Yeah, really tough matchup here against Boston. Even without Porzingis, I think they're a really solid defensive team. 
Um, and like this is going to be my theme of the slate is like there's a lot of good defenses on this slate. This Boston team is definitely one of them. I do think uh, Levine obviously matters. You can play some DeRozan and some Vooch, um, even again, even in a tough matchup if Levine is out, just because he eats up so much usage. Um, the other guys would definitely get a boost. So DeRozan at 7,300, Vooch at 7,200. I think I would prefer Vooch in this in this scenario. Like DeRozan just had a really rough year. Um, hasn't been scoring near as many points as last year. He's been getting back on track a little bit, but just just a rough start for DeRozan. So I'd, I'd probably go Vooch if Levine misses. Um, I think Caruso matters as well for some value stuff. We'll we'll talk about some injury situations later on. Miami is definitely one we're keeping an eye on. Um, but Caruso could open up some value. It was Patrick Williams that stepped into the starting lineup in their last game when Caruso missed, and he actually played really well, which is, I mean, Bulls fans have been waiting for this to happen for, for quite a while, but he's up to 4,200 now. I still think if he's going to play 30-plus minutes um, starting instead of Caruso, then I think Patrick Williams would be in play. If Levine and Caruso both play, I'm probably out on Chicago altogether, but Keep an eye on the injury situation. There is some interesting stuff if, if injury news breaks our way. Yeah, Kobe White had 29 fantasy points in the first half against Brooklyn the other night. Um, big first half for him and kind of cooled off in the second half, but still had a, a, a really decent game for 5,500. If he's 5,800 and scores 35-plus fantasy points. Um, I want Levine to be out too, but I think like – Kobe White definitely sees a minute bump with no Caruso here. Um, if Caruso's out, White's going to have to play a little bit of extra minutes. He's already a guy that, you know, can average like 34. But if you're getting that like 38, 39, you know, kind of run from Kobe White, that's where he really gets like, you know, the ceiling at 5,800 that we like. Um, yeah, I mean, Williams, young player that has talent and just waiting for it, like you said. Um I don't mind him if both of these guys sit. If Caruso sits and Levine plays, I'll probably stay away from like DeRozan and Vooch. I don't think this is a great Vooch spot. Um, Boston, like you said, tough defensively. So like the price on Vooch, I kind of want him to have one more bad game and then like let's see where he's at later this week, um, depending on like the matchup type of thing. Boston side of this game, Porzingis being out matters. Um, that's definitely going to lead to some more usage. But I feel like this is a game that Jason Tatum takes this game over. If like we're thinking, like no, we we're thinking like, all right, this game probably not going to stay close. Twelve and a half point favorite here for Boston at home. They have to win this game by a bunch. Like they need to go out and win this game by like twenty five. Like let's go and try to get our, you know, differential better and all that fun stuff that, you know, this in-season tournament brings. I feel like Tatum takes this game over. He's 10-3. We have a lot of great stars on this slate. We got Luka. We got Giannis. We got SGA. Um, so, like, Tatum's in that range for me. He's he's up there towards that, like, elite tier on this slate. And I think it's just a, a bigger bump even with Porzingis out. Of, his rebounds go up a little bit with no Porzingis. So Jason Tatum, I think it could like potentially be one of the highest, if not the highest scoring player on the slate, you know, knowing that like he probably doesn't come out if this game with like the six minute number and it's like 18 plus point game and like, hey, we need to leave him out there and try to extend this a little bit more. Yeah, lo love the Tatum call. That is exactly who I'm I'm on in this game as well. I think Boston does, they treat it like a playoff game. And we've seen Tatum play upwards of 40, 40 minutes in playoff games. So 
I think like 38, 39 minutes is like a median projection for him. Like if he played 42 minutes in this spot, it would not surprise me at all. So um, Chicago is a slow paced team. So like generally I wouldn't like the game environment, but like considering the tournament implications here, I think Tatum's a fantastic play. Um, the rest of Boston is, is entirely dependent upon the injury stuff. Um, like nobody gets a huge boost with Porzingis out. Horford is the biggest benefactor and, like his price is up at 6K now. It's just that's not really an exciting play. He he's in play, but just in this game environment, I'm not like a huge fan of that. Um, if Holiday or Derek White sit, then that's where it becomes interesting. Boston kind of messed around and threw Banton in the starting lineup last time when Drew was out, which was, felt like a huge trap. And and it ended up being Banton had like two points and no other stats at halftime. Um, he did finish okay with like 15 DK points, but started and only played 19 minutes. So be wary when you see just random guys like that jump in the starting lineup. A lot of times it's it's just to like stagger rotations and keep Pritchard like running the second unit type of stuff. Uh, rather than like Pritchard jumping, like in that situation, Hauser's actually the guy who played a ton of minutes in that game. Um, but if, if Drew or Derek White end up sitting, um, like I think the target is Hauser or Pritchard, regardless of who's starting. Um, I will say that Quaita got quite a bit of run. Um, he's a minimum price center, um, played 15 minutes without Porzingis in the last game. I'll be interested to see. If they go back to that route, I don't know if that's something I would target. Like Cornette is is a much safer play, I would say. But Quaita actually played pretty decently. Maybe they give him some more run in this game without without Porzingis. So Boston value is interesting. I think I want Holiday out as well, just because we've seen Holiday like play in the post a little bit this season. His rebounding rate is way up. Um, I actually have interest in Holiday if he plays in this game. Um, but him being out is actually e- an even more significant boost to the big men like Horford and Cornette and, and Coita just because he's rebounded the ball so well this year. Yeah, I, I love the Hauser call real quick. Um, he's 4,800, but he closed both halves. So like close game against Atlanta the other night, he was on the floor and closed both halves of that game. I think he was out for like the last minute of the fourth quarter in that game, but they had checked out like Jalen Brown too. So I'm not like, uber worried about that i think houser plays 30 plus minutes in this game um so uh, he's someone that i have a like a lot of interest in in this spot um horford's gonna play the five and they're gonna you know banton's probably gonna start at the four ish tatum could put like they they can mismatch like banton and tatum a little bit uh but houser's gonna get his run and i mean banton i guess started at point guard i don't know what i'm thinking but yeah, um, Drew was out that game too. So I if Drew was, Drew was out, out, then yeah, then then Banton wouldn't start. It would be Horford for uh, Porzingis. Yep, Horford in. So yeah, I mean overall, I think this is a really interesting spot. Um, if Drew sits, Derek White, I think is another guy you can look at in this spot at sixty nine hundred. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The price makes me a little like iffy on Derek White, but we know he has 40 plus point upside at 6,900. And again, I feel like Boston is treating this game like a playoff game. They need some stuff to happen. Don't get me wrong, uh, because they do. They have lost the tiebreaker to Orlando, so like they're playing to try to get the wild card spot right now. But like it's possible. Um, they're they're huge fans of Charlotte, but they're it's possible. <laughs> they better be very big fans of Charlotte. But um, so yeah, the good thing is like these games are happening at the same time. So yeah. Toronto at Brooklyn. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm the, I'm the biggest Toronto Raptors fan there is um, going into tomorrow. 222 and a half total here. Brooklyn, a two-point favorite. Toronto injury news, good to go. Uh, Brooklyn, Claxton questionable. Simmons out. DSJ questionable. Cam Thomas doubtful. Starting here with Toronto. I, I think this is a spot we, we definitely have Scotty Barnes on our list. I think this is a good upside spot for him. He's hit or miss lately. But I could see him having like a 12-25 type of game with some with some defense and getting value here. Uh, what do you like for Toronto? Yeah, Barnes back below 9K is nice. Um, it was starting to get really tough to play him. I know he's had an awesome ceiling this year. He's doing so much more for the team this year. Um, but up up over 9K on a team that generally plays slow it was a, is always a tough ask. Um, definitely don't mind him in the spot. Siakam at this price, I'm just going to continue to chase it because I know that there's 60 point upside. He's only flashed it one or two times this season, but like he's been he's been a stud fantasy performer for many years. Um, I know he's kind of relinquished the role a little bit to Scotty Barnes, but Siakam still can still have his game, so I don't mind that target um, at 8200 as long as he stays below 9K. I'm in on him. Don't have a ton of interest out uh, in anybody on Toronto outside of, of Barnes and Siakam, like Schroeder just, he's not playing a ton of minutes. Haven't seen a ceiling out of him very often. So it's, it's probably just Barnes and Siakam for me here. Yeah. And like the reason I, I, I have interest in the Toronto is like Brooklyn is getting shorthanded even more. Like they're, they're missing some people. So like, you know, you, you really are looking at, you know, playing, you know, one or two of these value plays here. Uh, so, I mean, that's one of the reasons that I have some interest in Toronto. We have a couple games on this slater that are just fantastic. And you, you could easily just take those two or three games and just play players from that games, those games specifically. And, and that's how you could build on this slate. And I wouldn't talk you off of it, but, um, yeah, I mean, I have some interest in Toronto and I have a lot, I feel like I have a lot of interest in Brooklyn in this spot. Like this is a, win and Boston lose you're in type of game um they have a great chance to advance um in this in-season tournament with a win in this game so I feel like Brooklyn's another team that's going to play this game as like a playoff game Bridges probably plays close to 40 minutes in this game Dinwiddie probably plays close to 40 minutes in this game we'll wait and see what the injury news looks like but like this could be a spot we see Lonnie Walker play a ton of minutes with Cam Thomas doubtful, Claxton questionable, DSJ questionable. We could see a good amount of minutes here for a guy like Lonnie Walker. 
we could potentially see a good amount of run for like a Cam Johnson in this game. So I have I have way more interest in Brooklyn than I probably should. Yeah, they're they're definitely interesting. I think uh, Claxton out would definitely open up some things. Um, yeah, like and Cam Thomas too, like has a chance to play, but doubtful. So I don't think Cam Thomas makes it back for this one. But definitely keeping an eye on Claxton because that that shifts Finney Smith to the five. And then the wings get more run. So Cam Johnson is is definitely the guy I would be targeting there. Um, he got banged up in the last game. I, like he only played 22 minutes um, in the last game that Claxton was out, but that's because he he got injured. Um, I, I legitimately think his ceiling is like 36 minutes in the spot. Uh, yeah. If Claxton were to miss and Finney Smith moves to the five, it just it opens up more run. Uh, for guys like Claxton, uh, Royce O'Neal, even though he doesn't produce a ton per minute, but um, and Lonnie Walker, the other one, I like that call a lot. His usage rate has been awesome. Uh, had a couple of rough games, but played okay in the last one against Chicago. So 6,300 feels like a really tough ask for Lonnie Walker, but as much as he's been shooting the ball without Cam, Cam Thomas, I definitely think he's viable. Um, Bridges is definitely in play with as many minutes as he can can run out there for. Dinwiddie's kind of been all over the place on his minutes, but I will note that there's been a significant uptick in the last three games. And one of those was an overtime game, but he still would have played like 36 minutes in regulation. So we're talking three straight games with Dinwiddie at 36 minutes. Um, 7,200 doesn't feel like a great price for Dinwiddie, but if he's going to be out there for 36 minutes in a playoff type environment, I think you got to consider that as well as a large field tournament play. And Richie in chat says Johnson has a Q tag on the injury report from NBA. He is probable. So he should play here. Um, and, and like, just to kind of talk about it, he played 16 first half minutes the other night. So projecting him for 30 plus minutes in this game, I think it's a good projection. Um, that was without Claxton. So we're, we're interested in Cam Johnson. If Claxton sits, I, I know you're with me on that. So for sure, um, I think that's kind of what we're watching here, but I mean, Brooklyn, like, the other night in that game, they played four guys 34-plus minutes, and this is a game where it's like, I mean, you, you if you're if you're taking the in-season tournament serious, which we know they are, they have to win this game. So I wouldn't be shocked if we see like three or four people play 35-plus minutes in this game. And that's what you're playing them for. The game environment's not great, but you know, you're playing them for the atmosphere of, hey, this might be a spot we just get a ton of minutes type of spot. Justin Fields fumble. Minnesota gets the ball back. This football game is so bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like debating on like even turning my TV off. It's so bad. Atlanta <laughs> at Cleveland, two thirty-seven total in this game. Cleveland is a five-point favorite. Uh, Johnson out for Atlanta. We'll talk about that in just a second. Um, Jerome and Wade out for Cleveland. Uh, Jalen Johnson. I mean, what we, we everything I've read is three to five weeks for him, which kind of yep. stinks because he was playing phenomenal basketball. Um, I think he's averaging like 14 and seven. That's really, really solid for a young player. I, I mean, I, I think the biggest bump here is going to be to Bogdanovich and Hunter with him out, but I wouldn't be shocked if like Capella sees a little bit of a bump here. I, I like Atlanta in this spot, Cleveland. Really solid defensive team. We're not going to sit here and say they're not, but they're not a top three defensive team like they were last year. They're 14th in defensive rating. This game projects as one of the better pace-type games um, on the slate because we know Atlanta is going to push the pace in this game as much as possible. Um, talk to me here about the Hawks. 
Yeah, just real quick on the Cleveland defense. Like Jared Allen being out at the beginning of the year, I think is holding down their their defensive rating a little bit. So I do yeah. expect them to climb into the top 10. And like you said, it is still a very strong defensive team. I don't know if they'll finish top three again, but I, I would put them easily in the top 10 for sure. Um, so tough, tough matchup here for Atlanta. But Jalen Johnson being out does matter. Um, Sadiq Bey, in, in addition to the two that you mentioned, it, yeah. um, Hunter and Bogdanovich are, are the, the benefactors beneficiaries here um i think i like the capella angle just because johnson was rebounding so well um i think that does raise capella's uh rebounding ceiling just a little bit um hunter is the guy that should benefit minutes wise um he played 40 minutes in that game where johnson left early uh and then bay got a huge bump as well 29 minutes in that game where johnson he started early, too so. Yeah, so I mean, Bay is the guy I think who who actually receives the the largest bump. It's probably close between him and Hunter, um, but I think you can look at both of those guys as mid range value types. Um, probably a couple hundred too cheap for for their no, new role here. Don't love the game environment, but I think that like at the at those prices you can take shots. I don't think I'm going all the way up to Trey just because of the game environment. Maybe they run him out here for a bunch of minutes. Maybe he gets hot shooting threes. Like he can always find a ceiling, but I don't think he's one of my favorite nine K plus players on the slate. I probably don't get there. Um, I think I'm just looking for, and I do have interest in Cleveland, so I'm looking for Atlanta exposure. I probably live in that, that DeAndre Hunter, Sadiq Bay range is would be my favorite place. Yeah, in this game, in season tournament wise, a lot has to happen for both of these teams. Um, just for what it's worth, like. Atlanta would need Boston to lose, New York to lose, Miami to lose, Brooklyn to lose. Like they would need almost everybody that needs to win or is projected to win on the slate to lose. Cleveland, kind of the same way. Knicks, Heat, Boston, Brooklyn, all to lose. Uh, so I mean, just yeah, we we love the in season tournament and like you you know you play this game hard, but this isn't like the same kind of game as we we just talked about with Brooklyn, Boston, Chicago type spots um, that we're going to talk about like with Golden State. So I, I think like I like Bogdanovich here. We know that like he is just a solid role player that can add a couple steals and and blocks um, to any single game. So with him getting a bump in minutes, the only thing that I'll say about Capella that I absolutely hate is like you can't trust anything when it comes to his minutes. Um, yeah. His minutes are just all over the place. When a Kongu is playing well, they'll close with a Kongu. Like we've seen Capella play fantastic. And Okongu would play good, and like they close with Okongu, so maybe in large field tournaments you take a shot on Okongu here at forty eight hundred, um, and maybe he doesn't see a ton of Jared Allen either, which is even more of a little bit of a bump. So um, Hunter, I like the Bay call. You know his minutes are, are solid. I wish he was a little bit cheaper because like Sadiq Bay, if he's going to be chalky, he's an easy fade for me. Um, he is a guy that consistently can put up like. 25 to 30 fantasy points but if he's going to be chalky i don't know if sadiq bay really has that like 40 point plus upside especially in this offense yeah i mean you would he would need two or three three pointers which if he's going to be out there for 30 minutes that's not out of the, the question right um but yeah you definitely need his three to be falling for him to hit, hit a ceiling all right healthy cleveland um you know mitchell 9200 He's back after missing about a week, week and a half. Um, and he came back and played his normal minutes. So I don't think like minutes are too much of a concern. Cleveland kind of priced with Mitchell still out. Um, the pricing really hasn't come down yet. I, I'm struggling with Cleveland, even though I think that like they're in one of the best spots on the slate. Like 
they're getting a huge pace bump here, and it's not like Atlanta is good defensively. So, like, I mean, I want to have interest in Cleveland in this spot. It's just figuring out, like, who makes the most sense um, with these current prices. Maybe it's, like, maybe it's Mobley or Garland. Maybe it's Garland at 7,200. Like, or you're just like, hey, Mitchell's going to take this game over type of situation. Um, so, I mean, I want to play some Cleveland here. Yeah, I mean, it's an awesome spot. Uh, Atlanta plays really fast, and they're really bad on defense. It's it's a matchup that we always target um, in DFS. So that's why I said, like, I agree. The, the pricing is not comfortable, um, and I'm struggling with it as well. I think Mitchell is my favorite, followed by Mobley, and, but they're the two most expensive. So I, I don't know. It, it is difficult. Um, like it depends on who DeJounte is guarding. Like you want the guy who Trey Young is on, and that's probably Garland. So I, I'm kind of pivoting my my what I had before that we started talking about this game. Um, and Garland might be the play here. Like I think DeJounte picks up uh Mitchell and Garland maybe gets left on with Trey Young. And like that's the matchup that we're targeting for sure. Trey Young has been atrocious on the defensive end this year and throughout his career, really. So like it's one of those two guards. If you can nail who who gets the Trey Young defense, like that's the guy who probably has the big game here. Uh, Garland being two K cheaper, I think it makes more sense to take shots on him. So I actually love that call. I, I'm still going to play some Jared Allen. Um, like he had, he was off to a terrible start. He has popped off for a couple of ceiling games here recently. Price keeps climbing a little bit, but the minutes now we've seen him play over 35 minutes twice uh, in the last four games. He's also played 27 and 23 minutes, so keep that in mind. Uh, one of those games was a blowout. Last game against Toronto was a little bit concerning. He only played 27 minutes in a close game. Uh, but if I knew Allen was getting 30 minutes in this spot, I think 6,400 is a nice price for the type of upside that he has. So Jared Allen might be the, the second piece that I'm looking at here, but I, I'm with you on Garland, I think. The minutes, I think, for Allen also – little bit of a bump in minutes here recently like his minutes have been a little bit more consistent with wade out wade gonna be out again here i think he's gonna miss what four straight games so wade is a guy that can when he's playing well cleveland will leave him out there and he'll eat into either like mobley or allen um so i think with wade being out it's a little bit safer road to take some shots here but yeah i'm with you i have a ton of interest in jared allen so um i think this is a fantastic spot for him Want to look before the show? Um, he's someone that I have on my list that I want to see what his rebound um, prop comes in at. For sure. All right, moving on. We got Milwaukee at Miami. Two twenty-five total here. Miami or Milwaukee, a three-point favorite. Crowder out. Middleton questionable. Butler questionable. Hero out. Highsmith questionable on the Miami side. Let's go um, Milwaukee first. This is a game I I, I want. To say, like, Giannis shows up in this game, he has a big game, but, like, the game environment just stinks to pay 11-4 for Giannis. Could he crush? Sure. Do, could he smash? Sure. Do I want to play him at this price? No. <laughs> I want to play him at this price if Bam Adebayo is out. That That's my qualifier here. So All definitely right. interested in the Miami situation. If Bam is out, He's I think probable, it's awesome spot. Yeah, he is. Um, so it, it is you know, Miami. <laughs> Bam was yeah somebody who was on projections on Saturday I think it was Bam was also probable and then 30 yeah. minutes before lock Bam out so yeah uh Miami does this all the time they always list their guys as questionable 
and then they end up missing. It's they're the worst team in the NBA as far as injury injury reporting goes. Um, so keep that in mind. I am I am keeping an eye on that. If if Bam plays, like it's a really tough matchup, like you said. Uh, Milwaukee's still trying to figure out how Giannis and and Dame fit together, so it's it's really difficult. Um, Brooke Lopez has had a couple of nice games here, strung strung three of them together. So if Bam were out, I'd have interest in Brooke Lopez as well. Um, again, I'm just I'm worried about Miami's defense and and Bam Adebayo is the linchpin to that. So I'm I'm playing paying close attention to the Bam news. If Middleton sits, do we take some shots like? Beasley here at 4,800. Like the matchup's not fantastic, but like if Middleton sits, we, we see Beasley play 30, 35 minutes here, right? Like we, we have to think that like he plays really solid here minutes wise. Yeah, he should get, yeah, th- yeah, 30 minutes at least. Um, yeah, 4,800. I, th- yeah, he's in play at that price for sure. I want Middleton to be out. Like I, I still trust his, like I don't want to say his minutes aren't like, secure by any means but like middleton left the game the other night early and we saw big minutes from beasley um or was it that game or the game before no he sat yeah he sat like the game before middleton played through and like played i think like 14 minutes or something against washington but like the next game um beasley ended up playing like 36 minutes when middleton out so I don't necessarily love Beasley, but I, I think he's a really strong value play if Middleton's out. Like we could see him take a ton of threes in this game. Uh, Miami, uh, Miami's a huge question mark on this slate with Butler questionable, um, Bam probable, which is nice. Um, but like you said, you never it's, really it's know. It's not nice. I know. <laughs> uh, I mean, like you like it. You like it. Him being probable more than questionable, though, um, makes it a little bit easier. Literally, literally on Saturday, he was listed probable all day long, and thirty minutes before lock, boom, he's out. So I think it's actually worse when he's listed probable because you just like probable tags. We handle those as if guys are going to play. So yeah. when they get ruled out thirty minutes before lock, it's it's just a complete surprise. So this is a big game for Miami um, in season tournament wise. Just wanted to talk about that really quick. Miami wins this game. They have the tiebreaker over Milwaukee. Milwaukee wins this game. They're automatically clinched. They'll be 4-0. Miami would still need the Knicks to lose for Miami to get in. Potentially could still get in on a differential if they win this game by enough. So I think Butler plays. Um, that's just my, my thought process here. I think Butler plays. I think Bam plays. And I think they play big minutes. Um, we know Milwaukee is not a good defensive team. Is this a spot where like we take some shots here on questionable Butler and Bam at Bam has been fantastic. Let's just talk about how good Bam has been like recently with Tyler Hero out. Like I could see these Miami guys having big games here. Duncan Robinson's still dealing like I know he's playing with this thumb injury, but like I you could take shots on Jack um at 5400. I like Miami today. I think this is a sneaky good spot. I love the spot for Miami, and and I agree. Like if if Butler and Bam play, like you you just load up on them. I think they're totally fine. Um, and I'm kind of with you. I'm leaning that both of them play in this game. Like it's just it's so frustrating to deal with Miami and their injury report. Like it's, but I I'm I'm on the side with you that I I do think they play in this spot, and I think it's an awesome spot for them. Uh, Milwaukee has not been good on the defensive end of this floor, uh, defensive end of the floor this season. Um, they obviously lost Drew Holiday and replaced him with Dame, 
Pua. Like Dame just doesn't play anywhere near the defense that Drew does. So I, I think that their drop in defensive rating makes a ton of sense. Obviously, Giannis is still a problem uh, protecting the rim, but man, like the role for Bam has been the best of his career so far this season. Highest usage yeah. rate, um, assists are up, rebounds are up. Like Bam has been awesome this season. You nailed that one. Um, 9,200 is a big ask with Giannis on the other side, but I, I mean, if he's low owned, I, I certainly don't hate it. Butler just hasn't been taking enough shots for me to be all that interested in him. Um, so it, it's Bam over Butler for me, but I, I could see either of them having a big game. I do like the matchup and I like the spot. Um, yeah, I mean, like Caleb Martin is the, the one name I wanted to mention outside of that. He's, he was on a minutes restriction first coming back from the knee injury. Um, we saw him play 31 minutes in the last game. Granted, everybody was out. Um, it was like, it was a full on punt game for Miami, but the fact that they were willing to run Caleb Martin out there for 31 minutes, I think that he's going to work his way back as more of a mainstay of this rotation. I know there's some interesting young guys that they have, um, in Hakez and, um, uh, Highsmith that they're, they're interested in evaluating, but man, Caleb Martin was huge for them in the playoffs. Really, really found a nice role in this on this team down the second half of last year. So Caleb Martin at 4,500, a guy I definitely wanted to mention. Yeah, and we should note that it was the second end of a back-to-back, and they ran him out there for 31 minutes. So I'm not too concerned about the minutes restriction for Caleb Martin anymore. All right, Charlotte at New York facing the Knicks. 222 total here. Knicks 11.5-point favorite. Uh, Charlotte side, ball is doubtful. Martin is out. Nick Lakina is out. Richardson is out. Richards, not Richardson, sorry. I wrote it as Richards, and it looks like Richardson. Um, so TJ Hawkinson, touchdown. All right, um, and then the Knicks are good on the injury report. So Knicks win this game. They want to win this game big. It definitely helps them in that like wild card spot, and depending on like what happens if Miami beats Milwaukee type of spot. Um, let's start talk Charlotte first. Ball being out is huge. Rozier is seventy four hundred. He's probably he's probably fifteen hundred dollars too cheap with ball off the floor. It's hard not to have a ton of interest here in Rozier. Don't necessarily love the matchup, but if this game's going to stay remotely close, Rozier's going to need a big game. Yeah, completely agree. Um, and 37 minutes in the last game, ball left early with that injury. So um, Rozier is wheels up. He should have a massive role in this spot. I think Miles Bridges is really interesting as well. Price is all the way up to 8K. But say what you want about the guy. Not not a great human, as we all know. But, man, the dude has played awesome basketball in his return. It seems like he's really on a mission uh, to go out there and prove something to the world. So Bridges, I think, is still in play despite the 8K price tag. Uh, he has just played incredible basketball. Not a great matchup against the Knicks with uh, Randall and, and Robinson inside. But I think he can get it done still at 8K. Um, Mark Williams was was took a big hit with Rozier back. Um, only played 22 minutes. Foul trouble is always a concern for him. Um, a guy who looked like he was taking a step forward. So still monitoring that situation. I'm not sure I get there at 6,900. Um, th- that's probably it. Like PJ Washington still has a nice roll off the bench, but I probably want that price to come down a little bit more. Um, tough to play him with Bridges in there. It's probably Bridges and Rozier are the, are the main targets here. D- okay. So really quick, I think Brandon Miller starts in this game. And Brandon Miller plays, I think he plays 30 plus minutes. He was already playing like close to that. I could see him get like a 38 minute role here 
He's 5,600. They have no reason not to roll him out there. Not the greatest matchup in the world, but I don't know if we're going to can get this price for Brandon Miller if he's going to have this big role. Um, it sounds like Lamella is going to miss some time. I think Brandon Miller at 5,600. I love the fact that you can play him at you know shooting guard or small forward, so like flexibility lineup-wise. He started the second half uh, for Lamelo being out. Like they just they moved Rogier and Bridges, and they put Miller out there as well. So I mean, I think he starts. I think he has a good role. Hate the matchup, but love love the potential minutes here for Brandon Miller. Um, I like that call a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think you nailed that. And even I think uh, Rogier is more of a distributor. Like Lamelo needs the ball in his hand at, at all time. I think Rogier would be fine. Like like letting Miller handle the ball a little bit more too. So I absolutely love that call. Like we could see, we could really see Miller take off here without LaMelo. Yeah. I think people are going to try to make Theo Maldon a thing. It's not a thing. Um, they would rather play Ish Smith. I don't think we play <laughs> Ish Smith for like tournaments or cash games or anything. I'm just saying like Charlotte would rather play Ish Smith over Theo Maldon. Um, and, and like realistically, like looking at Charlotte, like looking into Charlotte's rotations, they really want to play Bridges, Rogier, Hayward, Miller, um, and then like Mark Williams. I think he's an okay play. Like, I mean, he got into some uh, this, that game was just against the Magic. Like, I don't. I watched that game, and I don't know what it was. You know, he came out. He had a really good third quarter. He checked back in the game in the fourth quarter. Had a quick foul, and then like they pulled him out. Um, and like the Magic played a little bit smaller in that game too. Like, so maybe they just were kind of matching the size of the Orlando Magic in that game more than anything else. And maybe we shouldn't be overlooking that because, I mean, they finished with Miller, like Miller Bridges. Washington was having a big fourth quarter against the Magic, so they left him out there. Um, so I think Mark Williams is, if you like him, I wouldn't look too much into the Orlando game. And we got to remember Orlando defensively, one of the best defensive teams in the league this year. Uh, Nick's side of this game, I mean, what's not to love? Uh, Charlotte is a team that, you know, you definitely like to pick on with bigs. You know, we love taking rebound props against Charlotte. They're one of the worst rebounding teams in the NBA. It's like, who do you who do you take, though? I just looked, and they actually do have some of the rebounding props. Like, Rich, Mitchell Robinson, is his rebounding prop here is 10 and a half already. Um, so, like, <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily hate it, he had 14 against this team um, on the 18th of November. So, like, I, we know he has the potential and the upside. Justin Fields fumble. Um, so, we know Robinson has, like, the potential to get there. It's just 10 and a half might seem a little high. I, I mean, I definitely like him in DFS, though. 5,200 against this team. I could see him going for, you know, 6, 7x. What do you like here for the Knicks? Yeah, I, I like the Mitchell Robinson call. That's where I would start as well. Um, if Julius Randle cannot have a big game in this spot, then I, I'm concerned for him. Uh, it's been a, a bit of a rough go here for Julius, but this is an awesome spot. I don't know if I'm going to pay 8700 for Randle. Like I said, though, he should be in line for a, a big game in this spot. I like Jalen Brunson a ton as well. Um, he's going to have to score a bunch. It's going to be a, an up-tempo game against Charlotte, who plays fast. They don't play any defense. So Brunson is – I think I'm going Brunson over Randall. Uh, but, you like, you talked about Charlotte struggling against Biggs so much. Like, it's a great spot for Randall. I'm still going Brunson, though, just because 
of the recent form for for Randall. He also like sees his usage decline quite a bit with Barrett uh, on the court as well. So it it just may be over uh, for Randall as like a, a premium DFS type play um, under eight, under nine K in an awesome matchup. But I, I still it's lukewarm interest at best. I pr- I prefer Brunson. I don't know and, that I'm going anywhere outside of that. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say you're getting Brunson on a cheap price tag too. Like, yeah, exactly. And and I think there's more ceiling there. Yep. Quickly might be the only other name I would throw out there, but I mean that's I don't have a ton of interest there. Um, like you need him like in games he gets hot shooting. Like they'll let him run out there for for 28, 29 minutes. But if he's not playing well, it'll be like more like twenty four minutes. So super volatile play, but quickly has a, a little bit of a ceiling at fifty three hundred. I don't think you have to go too crazy here with the Knicks. Um, yeah, obviously this game is important to them. Large field tournaments, you could potentially play a little bit of Josh Hart. Um, but, I mean, the Knicks are going to try to win this game, and they're going to try to win this game big. Uh, you know, going back to that like point differential thing, um, they're in a good spot, but they, they want to win this game by as much as possible here. All right, Thunder at Minnesota, 225.5 total. Minnesota, four-point favorites. Um, McDaniels and McLaughlin out for Minnesota. Thunder, good to go. Um, what do you like here for OKC? It's really tough. I love SGA. Um, he has played amazing this season, but Minnesota has just been so difficult on the defensive end of the floor this season, top two in defensive rating on the season. SGA gets into the paint and he does all his work down there. And we know Minnesota has Rudy Gobert standing there protecting the rim. So I think this is a really tough matchup for SGA. Uh, I love the player. I just don't know that I get there in this matchup. I'm not really excited about anything else outside of that. Jalen Williams has missed a couple of games. uh, So pricing has come up a little bit like Chet all the way up to 7,800. I still think he has a little bit of ceiling there. Uh, again, not a great matchup for him with, I mean, Cats played awesome defense this year as well. So, like, down low he's going to deal with with Gobert. If he tries to go out on the perimeter, it's probably Cat on him. Um, really tough matchup for OKC here. And then you, you add in Jalen Williams coming back after missing a couple of games, pricing being a little bit distorted. It's, it's a tough spot for these Oklahoma City guys. Yeah, I mean – I want nothing to do with the Thunder. Like in large field tournaments, I think you could take a shot on Jay Lynn Williams at 3,900. Like this could easily be a spot Holmgren gets in foul trouble. Um, so like I, I could see that type of scenario where like, yeah, he plays a few extra minutes. This game not stays uh, like the game overall. Like and you're looking in like sports books, like all the sports books have this game at like three and a half to four and a half. Um, so like they are projecting this game to stay somewhat close and i get it and i get like the thunder have been the thunder are good yeah the thunder have been super solid this year like they're six in offensive rating but i mean i think you got to respect just how good houston minnesota orlando boston and la clippers have been defensively this year i I don't think i want to pay 10-5 for sga like it's just like i would rather play luca in a tougher matchup but higher usage i'd rather play Tatum uh, we go back to that Tatum conversation um yeah. and like we're gonna I like some guys in this 95 um ish range too that we'll talk about here in a few minutes uh Minnesota I mean like Edwards is always someone you can take some shots on just because like he is someone that can legitly score 40 actual points on any given night 8900 is a tough ask um 
it's a good matchup for him. The Thunder, not the greatest defensive team. Just overall, I'm probably going to stay away um, from this game. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's not a great game environment. Um, and Minnesota is always a tough team to play in DFS unless they have injuries. And I know McDaniels has been out. Um, Alexander Walker has been seeing a few extra minutes. It's just like Naw and Kyle Anderson, like the guys that benefit are just not exciting DFS players. Nas Reed's minutes have been more down than than that. Like I need him at like 22 minutes, and he's been getting more like 18 minutes. So Nas is a tough play. I just like I don't know. I I don't think I'm I'm getting to anything on Minnesota. It's it's tough with Cat and and Edwards priced up. I don't think I need to chase the ceiling of those guys. They certainly have it. I don't know if this is a spot they find it, and it's probably not the spot I'm chasing it. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. All right, moving on. We got Houston at Dallas. 223, 233 total. Dallas 5.5 point favorite. Oladipo Thompson out for Houston. Kleber out. Lively questionable for Dallas. Let's go Houston first. Houston needs a lot to happen um, in-season tournament-wise for them to have a chance. But, I mean, obviously the first thing they have to do if they win. Um, they, I think they actually clinch if they win. Um, I'm pretty sure they clinch. I'm looking it up really quick. I, yeah, so they win. They, they're in. Like, they clinch with a win here. So they have the tiebreaker against New Orleans. So Houston beats Dallas in this game. They're in. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now I have a lot more interest in Houston um, from that perspective. I think like this is a spot Dallas is missing a lot of bigs. And like if Lively end up sitting too, like Sangoon could have a huge game here. Like this is a triple double type upside spot for him. I think you could take shots on Jalen Green or Van Vliet in this spot. I wish Van Vliet was a little bit cheaper, um, but I really like Sangoon the more I think about this spot. Yeah, I'm completely with you there. I, I love that call, just, just looking at this game and how it sets up. Even with Lively in there, I like Shingun. If Lively's out, Shingun might be my favorite play on the entire slate. Like they just don't who who's gonna guard him? Rashawn Holmes? Come on. That's like that's ridiculous. Dwight Powell. <laughs> yeah, no. Come on like, down. No. Like they have big bodies, but they're not good defenders. Um Lively's an okay defender if he plays, but I still like the matchup for Shingun. Um Van Vliet at 8,100 is tough. He's like, I've actually played a lot of him this year when he was mid sevens, but 8,100 is starting to get to that, that price where he just isn't consistent enough to take shots on at that price tag. So I'm probably out on Van Vliet. I would go to green first looking for a ceiling guy that, that wasn't Shingun. Um, he's been inconsistent this year as well, but 6,400 feels a lot better than, than 8,100. Um, don't think I'm going anywhere else on Houston there, unless a, like a couple other guys on the injury report. Um, Eason is probable. Tate is probable. So they're, they're probably all playing. But if one of those two guys could miss, like you only need like 23, 24 minutes out of Tar Eason for him to be DFS viable. 
Um, so if Tate is out, I think you could take some shots on Eason. What's wild here is if Houston wins this game, they not only get in, but they knock the Pelicans like out out because the Suns have the differential over the Pelicans um, for the wild card spot. So it's gonna a really big game for Houston. I, like this is what makes the in season tournament fun. You get a huge game at the end of November. Like uh, you know, this is a playoff type atmosphere game, and like Dallas wants to win this game. Like Dallas. I mean, they they definitely want to win this game. They don't. They're out of this in season tournament thing, but like they want to win this game because um, it still matters in the as far as like the standings go in the season. But I like um, Houston in this spot, and like I don't necessarily love Luca. I mean, I I could play him in this spot, but with Kyrie, with Houston's defense, I, I think this is a spot I'm going to leave Kyrie and Luca on the on the bench. I'm with you. Richie nailed it in chat. Houston's playing awesome defense. They have the best yeah. defensive rating in the NBA going into the slate. So, and they're obviously not factoring in Monday night games, but like they're, they've been a top three defense all season long. So it's a tough matchup. Luca is still priced up. Kyrie is still there. Like when Luca's up around 12 K, like 60 points just isn't enough to win a DFS tournament. So I just haven't played him this year. Um, and it hasn't burned me either. Like he has not put up 70 DK points since the beginning of the season. He did it in the first three games of the season. And I don't, he has not done it since then. So unless you can get 70 out of Luca, he is, I, he, you don't need him. So as long as that, that price tag stays up there and Kyrie is active, I'm going to continue to fade Luca. Um, Kyrie's price is up a little bit as well. Like when he's low nines, high eights, I think he's playable, but 9,600 in a tough matchup against Houston. I'm out on Kyrie as well, and I never want to play anybody else on the Mavericks. So it's I'm completely out on Dallas. I will say, like, if Lively sits, <laughs> I don't want to, but I, I mean, <laughs> I would probably take a few shots on, like, Grant Williams because he would have to play 35 minutes in this game. So, um, I like, you really are, def- like, depending on, like, this guy getting a few, like, really easy buckets type of thing. But he's a guy that minutes wise plays i think like the holmes and pal situation not something i want to mess with um so i, I think Holmes it, started last game if holmes is starting again i think that you can play holmes um and i like that'd be an interesting conversation holmes versus williams like i'd want to see how they projected but i i think holmes is in the conversation definitely not dwight powell uh, but i think holmes would be in that grant williams conversation with you I just think like Grant Williams ends up getting more minutes in this game. Yeah, I mean that's certain. Like Grant Williams is going to play more. It's just does he does he hit a couple <laughs> of threes? Like that's basically all he can oh, do. Man. Is if he hits three threes, then yeah, Grant Williams is going to outscore Rashawn Holmes. But Holmes is going to get more rebounds. That's that's for sure. All right, we finish it out with the game of the night. We got Golden State at Sacramento, two thirty-seven and a half total here. Sacramento, two and a half point favorite. Uh, Ellis questionable, Lynn out, Murray doubtful. Um, huge game as far as like in season tournament is concerned. Like Sacramento wins this game, they win their group and they're in. Um, I don't. I was looking and trying to figure out like Golden State situation. Um, they would have to. They would have to get. I think somewhat lucky. Minnesota would have to lose. Um, in that OKC game. Or they get the tiebreaker over Sacramento or Minnesota. So, like, they would have the tiebreaker over Sacramento if they win this game, obviously, because first first tiebreaker is head-to-head record. So, um, 
yeah, in, interesting game. I just man, I think Steph Curry is the top player on the slate today. I'm just gonna start with that. Um, I, I think this is going to be playoff Steph Curry. 35 to 40 actual points. I think Steph Curry is going to be cooking in this game. All right. I don't know that I was expecting that call from you, but yeah. I love it. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, like he, Golden State's been a, a bit of a train wreck this season, and Steph hasn't found many games where he's paying off 9,500. I do like the matchup against Sacramento. They they play pretty fast. This is my favorite game environment of the slate, and it's not, not really that close, so – um, maybe paying up is the way to go. Uh, I, I love Fox on the other side. If I don't know if I can get to Curry and Fox together, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I, I do want some exposure to golden state. I like playing play Thompson or Andrew Wiggins. Doesn't sound like a ton of fun. So, um, is Draymond back this game? Yes. I was going to okay. say that. Like, I think, I think Draymond's another fantastic play. Yeah, that, that's where I was looking at originally, and I thought this was going to be his first game back. So I, I think Draymond at 6,200 is is super interesting. Um, Chris Paul definitely takes a backseat. He's overpriced now with Draymond back. I, sh- I assume that he returns to the bench. Um, your, your Curry call has me has me intrigued, though. I, I do like the, the idea that he could play a ton of minutes in this spot. He's obviously got to score 40 points, but he can certainly do that. So um, always, always in play for a ceiling game. Draymond's my favorite, but I, I'm intrigued by your Curry love. Well, what's great is like they they correlate so well with each other. Draymond being yep. on the floor correlates so much with with Steph because Draymond's going to help Steph get those looks. Um, Absolutely. I, I just think the atmosphere, right? You're on the road. You're in Sacramento. You win this game. You give yourself a chance. You lose, you're out. Um, I mean, like this is a this is a statement game, like. The in-season tournament, we've, we talked about, like, the money for these guys. Listen, 500 grand, sign me up. I'm in. Um, but 500 grand for Steph Curry is, <laughs> hate to say it, it's nothing, um, which is wild. Don't get me wrong. But, like, so, like, the money aside, this is a statement tournament, right? Like, next week, like, you have either you're playing some basketball next week or you're having the week off. Uh, and, like, and that's that's another thing that, like, you have to – is it next week or the week after? Um, But I think it's next week, right? Um, So, like, I was just I, – I literally just did the morning grind schedule for next, next month for December. It's December 4th. So, yeah, next week. Like, you're either playing basketball or you're off a week. The NBA shuts down next week. Um, So – the in-season tournament takes over next week, so you're playing or you're not playing. And I think every team wants to continue to get meaningful games at this point of the season. So, uh, yeah, I mean, How awesome I, are my Chicago Bears. I'm sorry, I just I can't. They they missed the field goal. Did they really? Or, no, actually, I think I saw the replay. Sorry, I caught that out of the corner of my eye. Oh, and I thought that they just missed another one, but they were showing the replay from earlier, and I was like. This is just incredible stuff. Sorry, uh, sorry to derail the show. Oh uh, no, you're okay. They made it. Um, you're, you're good. <laughs> they're they're celebrating. Um, four and eight, baby. Four and eight. <laughs> oh man, that would have been incredible. Rough year to be a Chicago sports fan. Uh, <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> All man, right, my Cubs are going to be legit next year, though. Watch watch the money that we're about to spend. No. <laughs> Don't get you're gonna get these guys in chat riled up. You got a bunch of Cardinals fans in here. <laughs> hey, they're signing every 35 year old pitcher available. So, uh, listen, I don't think Sonny Gray is a bad sign. I think that no, I like, like the Sonny Gray sign, the Lance Lynn, and who's the other one they got? Um, 
Lance Lynn still throws consistent innings. I mean, like, he's not a superstar, but he throws consistent innings. It's not a bad sign. They didn't have to pay, like, they didn't overpay um, Lance Lynn, did they? I didn't see the contract. They gave him, like, $10 million. It, it, No, I mean, it's one year $10 million. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, that's not necessarily Their bad. Their pitching was so bad last year. They had to do something. So props, props to them for spending some money. They got Gibson, Kyle Gibson? Eh. Yeah, that's the other guy. Yep. I think they gave him 12. All right. All right. Well, we, can, we, we can be okay with the other thing. We're going to be stacking some lefties against the cards this year. I know We that. are going to be playing some lefties. All right. <laughs> Those hot summer days in, in St. Louis where you get the ball flying. Yep. We're going to win some tournaments stacking against them. Um. All right. All right. Sacramento side of this game. Uh, show derailed a little bit there for a second. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about Fox. He's 9,800. He just he's expensive, but again, like playoff type atmosphere. Kings win, they're in. Um, he played against this team earlier this year, played 39 minutes, scored 55 fantasy points. I think De'Aaron Fox is one of the, the top plays on the slate with Murray out. Harrison Barnes has been playing really solid minutes. Um, he's not a guy that is a, a huge fantasy point per minute producer. So, like, I think you'd take shots elsewhere, but I just wanted to note like he his minutes have been super solid. I don't know what I want to do outside of Fox. And that's probably why I like Fox so much in this game. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I said this was my favorite game environment, but I, Draymond is too cheap, I think, on the other side. Steph is interesting for a ceiling. Um, but playing Steph and Fox together is the thing because I know I want De'Aaron Fox. Like, had a couple of down games, came back from an injury, and was just lights out for like three games in a row, then had a couple of downs, down games. And then we saw him perform awesome against, in my opinion, the best defense in the league in Minnesota. Uh, dropped 66 DK points on them. So 9,800, like, it feels like an expensive price for, for Fox. Um, but he's scoring a ton. He's dishing out assists, and he's, and he's rebounding a little bit too. So I think 9,800 in this game environment is a very fair price. Fox is my favorite play on the slate, I think. Um, I, I want some Sabonis too, just because he can always find that, that ceiling game. It's impossible to play him together. So I won't have near as much Sabonis as Fox, but he's in play. The Keegan Murray thing, like you would expect somebody to get a huge bump without Keegan Murray on the floor. Like he shoots a decent amount. Uh, he rebounds a decent amount. So somebody should be getting a bump here, but nobody's really taken over. Trey Lyles might be the biggest beneficiary. And like, that's just, that's not comfortable. He's center only. So I don't love that. Um, I would rather it be somebody like Kessler Edwards who has small forward eligibility, but nobody's really taken up, taken a step forward and jumped into that Keegan Murray role monk and herder and Barnes, you would think would have some scoring upside, but haven't really seen it yet. So I, I'm with you. I'm struggling with the rest of Sacramento. I kind of want to find a second piece here. Um, especially if I'm paying up for, for Fox and Curry, like I think a secondary piece on Sacramento here to go along with that, to make a little game stack would be nice, but it's uncomfortable. I think Trey Lyles is probably the answer, but it center only 4,400 doesn't feel great. Man, it's all over the place. Tough matchup last time out for Sacramento. They ended up winning that game against Minnesota, but like we we've talked about how good Minnesota is defensively. So like game environment wise, I don't think that's a great game environment. Uh, question in chat, Duarte question mark usage is just, it's, there's no usage. I mean, like that's the problem for me on him um, and like there's a potential that ellis plays does ellis eat into duarte's minutes does ellis play 25 minutes here um they they like this cat 
I mean, yeah, but I think he he cuts into D, uh, Davion Mitchell more than he does uh, Duarte. I've wanted Duarte to be a thing too. Like he had that one game where he played thirty minutes and crushed, and he hasn't done anything since then. Like if you would have asked me who was going to benefit from the Keegan Murray situation, Duarte would have been my answer, but hasn't happened. And we've seen it. He's had three chances at it. I mean, maybe the answer is Malik Monk off the bench getting the usage with that second unit. I mean, that maybe we just were we're just like that's the guy we're we're taking the shots on in this game. I mean, I I don't hate that call, but like Mur, Mur, this Murray injury isn't new. They played a couple of games without him, so yeah. But Monk closed. M- Monk had a really yeah, good I, first half the other night. Like he had. I think <laughs> Monk is the best bet of anybody. Like I played Monk uh, Monk over Harry Barnes for sure. Like if you play. Question. If you played Monk the other night, congratulations on getting 20 first half fantasy points and one and a half fantasy points in the second half. Just um, brutal. <laughs> <laughs> you see stuff like that, and you're like, is that like real? Is that a real thing? But I mean, that's one of the reasons that like Kevin Herter is his upside is so limited, is because they are closing with like Monk and uh they've closed with Edwards a couple times. So like Kessler Edwards, but I don't know if you really trust Kessler Edwards here. I mean I really think it's like Fox, Sabonis, and Monk. Um, I think that's yeah. who I would target from the Kings in this game. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Fun in-season finish for the in-season tournament. Um, we'll t- be talking about it a lot, obviously, next week with it being, um, I mean, really small slates next week, obviously, because of the in-season tournament. So we'll be talking some football as well. Um yeah. Uh, under 5K to go 7X, who do you got? I'm going to go Caleb Martin. Uh, like 4,500 is a bit much, but 30 minutes was encouraging to see. He's been on a minutes restriction. Like Highsmith, if he misses, then I think that Martin would be locked in for, for 30 minutes again in this game. But um, nice price tag there for a guy who's seen increasing minutes here recently. Good matchup against Milwaukee. Yeah, I like that. I think – I really do think we'll end up seeing um, – I can't think of his name right now. Oh my gosh, Middleton sit in this game. So I'm going to go Malik Beasley, um, assuming that Middleton's out. I like Beasley at 4,800. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Give me Trey Young up at 9,700. Really tough matchup against Cleveland. Talked about how I think Cleveland's defense is a little bit underrated by defensive rating just because of Jared Allen missing the beginning of the season. Um, Tough game environment for, for Trey. Yeah, did you know Cleveland has the six most fantasy points per game to opposing centers? That's going to change. Um, <laughs> I I wrote down Luca. I'm not going to change it. I'm going to go Luca eleven six. He's a guy that can go off in any matchup, and I understand the risks. But um, some shooting woes here recently. Tough matchup. Uh, give me Luca as a fade today. Favorite six X play. Who do you got? De'Aaron Fox. Love the spot against Golden State. Um, He's been playing awesome. Like he's hitting 60, 60 plus fantasy points on a semi-regular basis. So in this game environment, I think he does again. Yeah. I mean, my initial build is definitely going to be Fox Curry. I really like this spot. You can use Steph at shooting guard, which uh, obviously helps some things. Um, so I'm going to go Steph for my favorite six X play. Really like Draymond as well. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? 
So I talked about not loving game environments, but one of the best matchups on the board is is Charlotte. And I'm just going to try to find some Knicks exposure outside of spending up on guys like Randall. And and I'll have plenty of Brunson as well. But give me some Emmanuel quickly as well. I don't think many people are playing him off the bench, but love love the game environment here. Charlotte plays fast, doesn't play any defense. I don't know how weird mine is, but I really like him today. Give me Jared Allen. I, I think he absolutely smashes in this game. So um, he's going to be definitely in my single entry builds um bet or prompt or fantasy pick and play what do you got for us tonight not much out there that i saw um if De'Aaron fox opens up at like 26 and a half points i would certainly be interested in that um the robinson rebounds was one i had an eye on too that matchup looks great um jerry does jared allen have a rebound prop out yet he doesn't yeah that's another one i'd be interested in yep yeah, I, I was struggling too. Like some of the ones that you just mentioned are ones that I, I'm looking at. So I'm going to be, I think I'm going to be waiting a little bit. Um, I jump on some stuff in the morning, but the one that I wrote down that I wanted to share was Brandon Miller, more than 13 and a half points. Um, his role going to be very increased here with ball out. He's hit this prop in three of his last four games. And one of those games was against the Knicks. He scored 29 points against the Knicks. This game's in Madison Square Garden. Um, Brandon Miller, more than 13 and a half points is someone I like today. Love that. Uh, Jason Tatum, another guy I got got my eye on. If that if that comes out below 30 on his points prop, I'd, I'd hammer that for sure. Yeah, it's not out yet either. I, was, that's, I literally have that one written down <laughs> as well. So um we're on the same page we're on we're definitely on the same page but um one that i already put in was brandon miller i I like him a lot today all right uh keith any final thoughts before we get out of here don't have anything else good luck that'll wrap it up for tuesday hope everyone has a fantastic day we'll be back wednesday talking more basketball maybe talking about who's in who's out for the in-season tournament because i think this is going to be a fun slate because of that have a great day we'll see you again tomorrow